Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes? Yes. There we go. All right, everyone. Well, I get the very uh, fun pleasure of introducing you to our speaker for tonight. And her name is Cindy Brand. Everyone say, hello, Cindy. Yes. Now, she is going to be talking to us about James 4, which is very exciting. Uh, But... We thought that it maybe would be a good idea for you guys to get to know her a little bit better. So, um, Cindy, tell us just a little bit about you, about your family, stuff like that. Just okay. very brief. Uh, my name is Cindy Branton. I am 39 years old. I am married to a hunk named Mike Branton. Nice. Where is he? He's got a fuzzy beard, wherever he is, somewhere. Uh, what else? We have hunk. three of the cutest kids on the they planet. They are very cute. I They're mean, very cute. I'm not even partial. They're just really cute. They are. I am partial. Um, but, and what else? Okay, uh, well, here's another question, and you guys feel free to uh, also answer this amongst yourselves. <laughs> Who is better, Batman oh. or Iron Man? Batman. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Who says Batman? Who says Batman? Batman. Who says Iron Man? Oh, the vote is close. Okay, okay. Now, Cindy, what do you, who do you think is who do you think is better? Okay, I'm I'm better at like Belle versus Cinderella. Like that is my jam. Cinderella. So uh, but I'm gonna better. say because of alphabetical order, Batman. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Both wealthy. Both don't really have any superpowers. Both just super wealthy. Um, okay, here's, here's another question. Ready. You're going to a desert island. Okay. You're going to be on this desert island a for the rest of your life. A desert island or a deserted island? It both, makes a difference. Both. Okay. Um, it's okay. a deserted desert island. Ugh, and you, on this island, okay. get to bring one movie and oh. one food item. Like a, like a meal. Oh. Like... You know, something you would eat for dinner, not like a snack on the road. Okay. So what would that one movie and one food <laughs> item, like for a meal, be? Yes. Movie? 
without a doubt, the Princess Bride. Ooh. Yes. 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 Indubitably. What's the word? Uh, 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 what's the thing where you, the word that he always says? As you wish. Or inconceivable. Oh, inconceivable. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. My vocabulary is good. And what would the meal be? Tacos. Tacos. Yes. yes. Amen. Hard shell or soft shell? Um, hard shell. I like the crunch. Hard shell. Yeah. Okay, well, guys, now you know a little bit about Cindy, and she's going to talk to us tonight. But before we do that, we're going to pray. So if you guys would bow your heads, and we will pray for the message tonight and for Cindy. So let's pray. God, thank you so much uh, for your word, uh, that we can come here um, and learn about you and be with our friends in the midst of that, that we can worship you um, in a number of ways. God, we thank you for Cindy and her faithfulness um, to the gospel. Uh, we pray that uh, the words she speaks tonight um, are honoring to you and that the Holy Spirit works through this message um, and that it works uh, in the minds and in the hearts and ultimately in the lives of everyone uh, in this room. So God, again, we, we thank you. We thank you for your son and the freedom that he has given us to uh, be here this evening. God, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Tyler. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening. What do you mean, why do I have an umbrella? You thought it. Who thought it in your head when I walked out? Like, it's not raining in here. Plus, I think it's kind of bad luck to have an umbrella inside. That's fine. It's fine. Um, so I am from a magical land. This is true. It's, I promise. I'm from a magical land in the southwest called Arizona. That's my state. That's where I'm from. Okay, so who knows anything about Arizona? What type of climate does Arizona have? Right there. And you have to yell because not only are you far away, um, but I have really bad hearing. That's a true story. Where? What is the climate? Very warm. Yes, that is correct. At very dry, gloriously dry, my friends. You have no idea. I'm looking for one specific word that kind of wraps up the, the hot, dry, you know. Oh, and there are wildflowers there due to the hotness and the dryness. That is correct. What type of, I think it's called a biome, is Arizona? It, no, you're getting there, you're getting there. It's a desert. So I come from the magical land of the Sonoran Desert. Hey, so does Tyler. Anyway, um, so we don't have a lot of these there because we don't have a lot of rain. In fact, there's times when you're driving, well, when you're driving, <laughs> when I'm driving in Arizona, and it's my favorite because everyone freaks out when it starts raining. In the city that I'm from, uh, which is close to Phoenix, we only get eight inches of rain a year, the whole year eight inches of rain. You guys got that like yesterday. Um, so in Missouri, you get, I actually looked it up because I'm, I don't know if I have any fellow nerds in here. I like research. I like nerdy things. So I looked up and you have uh, approximately 46 inches of rain a year here in Joplin. So anyway, back to the crazy Arizonans. Um, you'll be driving down the road and then you'll, a, little, a little splatter hits the wind, windshield. Another little splatter and seriously, true story. People are like this, driving along. Oh my gosh, it's raining! 
screaming, and they pull their cars over and just like pray, like, dear God, whatever's going on, like there's water coming from the sky. Uh, it's a true story. On the highway, cars are like, oh man, we're getting out of here. We got to pull over until this stops. So it's so funny to me here in Joplin, Missouri, it's like hailing and sleeting and blizzards blowing. And people are like, do do do, just going to Target. Oh, just going to run to Walmart and get my groceries. And I'm like, is that even like legal? Can you drive when it's rainy? Um, so yeah, it's very different. So in Arizona, we don't use these much here uh, in Arizona. Uh, here in Missouri, raise your hand if you have an umbrella at your house, in your backpack, in your car, somewhere accessible. Nice. Way to be prepared, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Good job. Listen, in Arizona, all you do is sit in your car and pray for it to stop. Luckily, it usually does after like two seconds. So we don't have these, but I'm going to talk using an umbrella. I should talk like Mary Poppins, right? Um, Tonight, I'm going to. No, tonight, I'm going to talk using an umbrella as my aid, as my guide. Umbrellas make a lot of sense if it's raining, if you use them right. I've never seen anyone walking around like this. Oh my gosh, I'm like soaking wet. I'm drenched. Dang, I've got my umbrella. If we saw someone, if you saw someone walking up to your class and their hair is like smashed down to their face with wet rain and they're like just carrying this, their backpacks all, they're like, oh, it's so cold in this rain. You'd be like, hmm. You're dumb, right? You would think that. You'd be like, you're, you're not very smart. What are you doing? An umbrella is made to go, what's the preposition? What's the preposition I'm looking for? Umbrellas are made to go above us or over us. And we, it makes sense if we're using an umbrella properly, that we go, what's the preposition I'm looking for? We go, okay, good. So umbrellas go over and we go keep look at me keep those two prepositions in your mind got it over and under i'm going to set this down don't forget those words all right you guys so far have been studying james and if the information passed on to me is correct you have studied james one you have studied james two you have studied james three guess what we're going to study tonight you'll never guess we're going to study James 4 tonight. So James 4 has quite a few verses in it. We're not going to be able to hit them all. So in the interest of time and a little bit of entertainment, I'm going to just paraphrase the first part for you, okay? So you are welcome to put James 4, 1 through 3 up there, um, and you're welcome to read it. If you so choose, I'll just paraphrase it for you, and you don't have to. So James Four, one through three starts off, and this is what James is saying. You got problems? Yeah, you do. You got conflict in your life? Yeah, you do. You know why? Because you're a jerk face. That's why. You want all this stuff, want it, want it, want it, and what do you do? You argue, you steal, you sneaky little punks. You're out there just doing whatever you can to get whatever you want. That's basically what it says. Um, and then it says, you know why you don't have anything? You don't ask. You know why? You know what else? Sometimes you do ask, and you know what? God says, let me see. What is the motive of their heart? Selfishness? Uh, no. Okay? So that's like the first part of James. 
not a good situation. <laughs> not a good situation. Okay, and then the second part, James 4, 4 through 6, <clears throat> the paraphrase of this would be something like, Ew! Ew! You said you were committed to something, someone, God, and you're not! Ew! Nasty! No! You say you're going to live one way, but you're not. You're living a very different way. You look way more like the world than you said you would. Ew! That is not what God wants. The God who loves you and who called you and who you committed to, he wants faithfulness from you, and he's not getting it. Ugh. Everybody do that. Ugh. But then it says, don't you know that God opposes the proud, but he loves the humble. God is looking for the humble. And that's where we start tonight's lesson. We're going to focus on James 7 through 8, which contains one of my favorite verses from the Bible. When, when I start reading it, I'll do this so you can know when we get to it. So we are going to read James 4, 7 through 8. Truth be told, lots of times tonight. So this is the first one. I'll read it the first time. Submit. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to start off this lesson with a word that makes us go like, ugh, no thanks. Submit? That doesn't sound fun. And you know what? I get it. I get it. Submit. Other words that might be going through your mind would be like, humble yourself, obey, do what someone else says, give someone else control. So I just want to tell you, like, there's more. And by the end of the night, I hope that you're like, submit. Yes, I love that word. Instead of right now, you're like, submit. No, not thrilled. Okay, let me keep going now. So submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is the part I really like. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you dirty sinners. I don't know why I add the word dirty in there every single time I read it. When I was practicing this in front of my husband, I kept saying, like, wash your hands, you dirty sinners. And he's like, it doesn't say dirty sinners. But I'm like, oh, in my mind, it does. So, okay, wash your hands, you dirty sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I love these verses. There are, who are my fellow grammatarians, grammatarians? I mean, you, you know the difference between a verb and a noun. You kind of have a crush on prepositions. Who loves grammar in here? You're going to help me. I need two. You have to love it and you have to be good at it. Are you good at it? Come on up here. And I need, I need a, a man. I need a, right there in the pretty aqua. Yes, 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 yes. Give it up. What's your name? Allison. Allison. that. Judah. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, are you guys ready? Are you willing to help me? Great. So if we could put the verse up again. Let's see. Uh, you are going to be verse seven. That's all right with you. You are going to be verse eight. We are going to read these verses again. Judah, you are going to be pink because it's so beautiful. It's my favorite color. There are three hidden verbs in that sentence, okay? There you go. And my dear Allison, did I say it right? I'm so sorry, Addison. A-D. Okay, Addison, you are going to be yellow. And you can just, you can even just like squat down on the ground if you want. There are four hidden verbs in verse 8. Did you ever think that parts of speech could be this 
Fascinating. Okay, now the rest of us, so you, what, uh, squat down so you have something hard to write on. The rest of us are going to read this verse. And as you hear a verb, you are going to write it down. Can you handle this? Okay, you only have three. You are going to write them down. You have four. P.S. You have one twice, so write it twice. There's a clue. Okay, as we read this, in your mind, you can even get your finger and circle it. I want you to telepathically let them know what verbs they should be circling. Will you read this again with me? Here we go. James 4, 7 through 8. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinner, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Did you get him? You got him? You think you got him? No, that's okay. I bet you did great. You want me to double-check it for you? Let me just double-check for you. You're good. You did great. You did great. Yes. Fantastic. Let me see your marker really fast. Yes, you got them all right. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. She's got it. She's got it. Now they're in the right order. There you go. Great. Rock on. Good job. Okay, we're going to do this again. When I was in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, I was a cheerleader. And so I have to have some motions sometimes when I read scripture. It just helps me to remember them. So we're going to make up motions to these words. And then we're going to read it. And you guys will cue them to the special words we're doing motions for. So keep them in order. Yes? All right. Word number one. Verb number one is submit. The word submit, this is also very important. Come under. So we're going to say submit. Can you do that? Kind of like you're under an umbrella. Submit. Wait, I'm so sorry. I also like things done very nice and crisp and clean. Ready? One, two, three. Submit. And say it. I'm so bossy. I know. Ready? One, two, three. Submit. Good. Submit. What's your next verb? Resist. Okay? Resist. So when we get to the word resist, we're doing this. Resist. And what is your last word? Flee. Okay? Flee. Thank you so much. And let's hear your verbs. The first one. Hold it up for the audience to see. So we have come. Do this. And then what's your next verb? Come. So we're going to join them together. Come. Come. And then your next verb is? Wash, show them. Wash. And then the fourth verb is purify. So wash and purify will do the same thing. My friends, can you do this with me? We're going to read these two verses with emotions. You guys hold up the words when it is time. You got this? I believe in you. Don't let me down, Aston. Okay, here we go. Um, also, as a cheerleader, so when I say ready, you have to do this. Okay. It's just, it's, I, it just makes my heart heavy. Ready? No, no, it's got to be like, your head's got to kind of nod a little bit, like, okay. Okay, so, get ready. Arms down, mouths closed. Attention. Ready? Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil 
and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Give it up for my friends! Fantastic. How do we get close to God? Some of us feel far away from God. And maybe that's because you want to feel far away from God. You're like, yeah, no. It's like a lot of rules. And living my wife, my wife, living my life the way someone else is telling me to? Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm doing my own thing. I'll go to church. I'll sit here on a Wednesday night. That's fine. I'm not doing any of this. I just come to see my friends and eat good food. That's it. I choose. I don't want to be under God's authority. I don't want to be connected to God. But some of you are like, no, man, I really want to be connected to God. I really want to feel that connection. But if I'm being honest, there's times in my life that I don't feel that way. And I, I can't really figure it out. I want to be with God, but I, I don't feel connected to him. Maybe if, if one of those describes you, give me a little finger like, yes, that's me. Yes, I, you're not alone, Cindy Branton. I have felt that way. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm not alone. These verses, verses 7 and 8, tell us how to connect to God. Our umbrella is going to represent God's authority. This is God's beautiful pink authority that we get to submit to. Submit, right? Underneath. And underneath God's authority, I'm telling you, is a beautiful place to be. Underneath God's authority, there's protection, just like from the rain, right? There's protection. And there is great, great freedom under God's authority. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like counterintuitive. Like, no, I want to run. I want to do my own thing. Out here, you're a slave to your own sin. Underneath here, you have the freedom to be connected to a good, 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 good God who loves you very much. Underneath the umbrella, we get to submit to him and we get, we get to obey him. In Deuteronomy 30, 16, just listen, just kind of put your ear towards me so I know you're listening. It says, for I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him. Okay, so to submit to his authority. And to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. You will live. That's a good thing. You will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. This is where the blessings are. If you're like, no, man, I'm not. mm -mm, I do not want God's authority in my life. You're putting yourself in a position not to be blessed. This is where I want to be. I want to be where God blesses and gives me freedom. And I can hear his voice and walk with him and hang out with him. This is where I hope you want to be, but you don't have to. You can choose to look like that ding-dong walking into your school with the umbrella out here. You can choose to resist God's authority in your life and to try to live without him ruling things. But I'm just telling you, like I said, out here, you're powerless. You're hurting without answers, and your heart is hungry to be underneath God's authority because this is where he created you to be. Now, I have kind of a personal story. Can I share it with you, please? 
it has happened, well, if I'm being honest, it's happened a lot this week. I have three of the world's cutest little girls. They are all spicy senoritas and are awesome. Um, and one of them, I'm not going to tell you which one in case you know them, but one of them, especially this week, has been struggling with living under authority. Every time her daddy and I ask her to do something, whether it's uh, go brush your teeth for bed or you have to wear this outfit or we need you to pick up your toys or, I mean, anything that we say, she's like, mm -mm, no, no. But she's not, so, she's not so brave to just tell me no. I'd be like, what? Um, but she's like, but I was just, but I just want to, and can I tell you how tired I am of butts in my house this week? That is true. I am so tired of butts in my house. If I hear one more butt, I'm going to lose my mic. So this is my little sweet butt sayer. No, no, no. I'm going to do my own thing. I have my own plans. I kind of want to do things my own way, mom. No, no, no. But, 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 but. And I'm like, stop saying but. It's, it's driving me nuts. Because here's the deal. If you don't submit to the authority that is supposed to be over you, if you choose to step out underneath and do your own thing, you have the right to do that. But there are consequences that follow that. And one of the consequences is separation. Some of you have felt this in your life. Some of you who are saying, I don't know why I feel so distant from God. It's, maybe it's because you're not submitting to his authority in an area of your life. And I'm telling you, when my sweet little daughter resists authority in her life, there is separation because I send her to her room because I can't handle the word but anymore. So she like senses that. She senses that separation. And there's not just a physical separation. She feels it in her heart. When I go into her room and she is just ugly crying. Oh, guys, she is so stubborn. You know what? Truthfully, so am I. God asks me to do stuff. And I'm like, but. And you know what? You know who else is? Yeah, you. God asks you to do something. And you're like, yeah, but. And you choose not to live under God's authority where the blessings and the relationship and the communion and the withness is. But when I talk to my daughter and I, I'm holding the umbrella and I say to her, <laughs> and I did that this week, sitting cross-legged on her bed like this, and I ask her, where do you want to be? Is that where you want to be? Off in your own place, doing your own thing? That is obviously not working out well for you. Or do you want to be here? Do you want to be here curled up in my lap, safe, protected by my authority? Is this where you want to be or is that where you want to be? And when she gets in trouble, she chooses not to talk, so she just does it. <laughs> so I'm like, no, you have to say it. Do you want to be there or do you want to be here? Like, there. And I'm like, good, that's where I want to. So the verse that says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. It kind of gets me choked up when I say it this week. As that has happened in our house. And I say, come here. And she crawls over into my lap, choosing to submit to the authority in her life. And this is where she belongs. Does that make sense to you? Can you picture that? Look at me. I'm telling you, this is where God is calling you. He's like, is that where you want to be? Do you want to be out there lying and gossiping and being soups rude to your parents? Is that really where you want to be? Or is this where you want to be? 
You want to be close? You want to be here? Come here and I will come close to you. My beautiful stinking promise of the Bible. If we come close to God, God is going to come close to us. Because when we sin, it's us walking away from God, right? God is never like, psych, and moving the umbrella. Never. If we feel distant from God, it's us stepping away. Not, not God. <clears throat> so here's the deal. Underneath your seats, you have an umbrella paper. I would love for you to pull that out right now. You also have a writing utensil. If you need one, stick your hands up in the air and we will get you one. All right. If you can hear me, snap three times. If you're ready to go, look into my eyes, deep into my eyes. They're brown, in case you're wondering. Okay. And now slowly and quietly, and maybe even a, a little creepily, I want you to say the word umbrella. Let me know that you're with me by saying umbrella. Great. So, I'm going to ask you to focus for just a wee bit a little longer. You have your umbrella paper. You have a writing utensil, hopefully. If not, just borrow one from your friend when they're done. It's fine. And I'm going to ask you a big question right now. I'm going to ask you the question is, where are you? Little question, big meaning. Where are you? Are you under God's authority? Or do you sense a distance from God in your life? Are you out from underneath his authority? And so right now, in a quiet room, I'm going to ask you to draw a little stick figure picture of yourself. Be honest. No one cares what you write on your paper but you. Are you away from God? Is that where you would be in the picture? Are you a little bit closer? Are you a little closer? Or are you like, yeah, I, I feel connected to God. I feel like I am under his authority. I do what he says all the time. So just draw a little picture, just a little stick figure. You do not have to prove that you are Michelangelina, okay? Now, here's a question for you. If you drew yourself even a little bit under, under the umbrella, but like mostly out or a little bit, here's the deal. There is no such thing, if you're in a downpour, no such thing as being a little bit wet. Not true. You are either wet or dry. Because if you're dry but a little bit wet, okay, well then you're wet, right? If you're dry, then you're, you're not wet. You can't be just like a little bit wet. If you're a little bit wet, you're wet. Does that make sense to you? So here's, my, here's what I want to tell you. You can't just like mostly submit to God. Are you submitting to God with your whole heart? Are you submitting or is, it, is there some of you that's not? Because if there's some of you that's not, you're not fully submitting to God. So what I want you to do now is figure out what, what in the world is it that is separating me What is separating me from the authority of God? Maybe it's control. Maybe you like being in control of things, which honestly, I get. I relate to. And part of that control is pride. You're like, ah, oh, thanks, God, but I've got a better way. Did you hear that big but? Thanks, God, but. 
Thanks for your authority you're offering me, but maybe you're lazy. Truth be told, maybe God's like, hey, you need to uh, go invite your friend to church. You're like, yeah, later, sometime. Maybe you're just rebellious and you're like, no. And it's rebellion that's separating you. What I want you to do is figure out what that word is that is separating you from God and write that word between the stick figure you and the umbrella of God's authority. Maybe, oh, and here's an ugly one, and I'm guilty of it. Maybe you are too. Oh, this is an ugly reason to be outside of God's authority. It reminds me of the elder brother in the prodigal son. Maybe it's judgment. Maybe you're like, ew, you're so wet in your stinking sin. Gross, sinner filthy. Ugh, you're like completely far away from the umbrella. I'm like very close, like practically, practically under God's authority. Like you, ew. Maybe it's judgment that you need to write. Because that older brother was so close. He was like at the door and the dad's like, get in here. Come on. Because the younger brother who went crazy came back and submitted himself to the father's authority. But the elder brother was like, nope, I'm not going in. Mm-mm. I'm not submitting to that. I'm not doing what you ask. No. So what is it? What is it in your life? Just write that word or those words or those things that are separating you from the authority in God's life. All right? One other thing I wanted to tell you. A good way that we can know, a good, I guess I'll say like an instrument or a tool or a method to know if you are submitting to God's authority in your life how are you submitting to the other authorities in your life that God has placed over you? How are you at submitting to your parents? How are you at submitting to your coaches when they have different ideas than you do or ask you to do things that you don't specifically want to do? How about your teachers? How about your small group leaders who are looking at you right now going, shh, and you're like, I'm going to talk still. How are you at submitting to your small group leaders? Your attitude towards them might just reflect your attitude towards God. Let me pray for you guys. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for the middle schoolers in this room. Thank you for the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth graders who, God, you desire more than anything to be under your authority, to be close to you, to have that relationship. And God, that you promise every person in this room that if we come close to you, God, that you, the awesome God of the universe, will come close to us beautiful, God, and how crazy of you. I pray, God, that whatever is separating these students from you, that they would just get rid of, that they would throw it off and be done with it, God, and that they would fully submit to you with their whole hearts, and that they would experience the beautiful relationship with you. We love you, Jesus. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.